You are listening to Radio Maria Canada. We now present the Health Hub, hosted by Kathy Biasi. Welcome to the Health Hub on Radio Maria Canada, exploring cutting-edge health and wellness information and therapies, helping you to take your health to the next level. I am your host, Kathy Biasse, and I am a holistic nutritionist and a professional cancer coach. Healthcare is continuing to move into the patient-led space, meaning that we are being guided, educated, and encouraged to take more responsibility for our own health. And this is a very good thing. With this, there is an evolving ethos of a solutionogenic model that is starting to supersede the prevention model. And to talk about this, our guest today is Dr. Brian Stenzler. Dr. Stenzler, best-selling author of Dream Wellness, The Five Keys to Raising Kids for a Lifetime of Physical and Mental Health, received his Doctor of Chiropractic degree in 1998 and Master's in Sports Health Science, both from Life University. He is a certified ULT facilitator and corporate consultant and provides wellness and lifestyle coaching and consulting for individuals, families, and businesses around the globe. Dr. Stenzler has owned and operated numerous wellness centers in New York and California, where he has helped thousands of families achieve their health and wellness goals. Dr. Stenzler is a sought-after guest speaker at conferences and colleges and lectures at numerous businesses, schools, and civic organizations as a health and wellness expert and has been featured on television, podcasts, summits, and radio shows around the world. He is currently Vice President of Operations for Know We Well and resides with his wife and son in Florida. This is a really interesting conversation we have here talking about a new term, solutionogenic. So what we talk about here is what actually is the solutionogenic model for health. Why should chiropractors be a part of our health team? What is the Know We Well platform and how can it be used for our better health? This is a new platform that um, Dr. Stendler is involved with. Very interesting, um, very interesting site offering a lot of of health and wellness information for people. Stay tuned. We will be back in just a few minutes to talk with Dr. Stenzler. You are listening to Radio Maria Canada. We now continue with the program, The Health Hub, hosted by Kathy Biasi. Welcome back. Today's show has been recorded. No opportunity for calling in. We would love for you to follow us on our social sites. We are on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, and we are at the Health Hub RMC on those locations. Dr. Stenzler, welcome to the show. Thanks, Kathy. I'm uh, pleased to be here today. 
Well, you know, it's uh, dealing with kids. I know that you've got a whole spectrum of what you work with, but you're, you're, you know, the impetus of where we're coming from is, is working with kids and everything, but tell us how you kind of molded yourself into this space. You know, it, it's an interesting thing. I was actually a kid once. Um, and <laughs> okay. and think like, wow, if I had known this when I was a kid, or if my parents knew this, maybe things could have been different. Um, and and when I went to uh, chiropractic college, you know, and I started to hear that, you know, some chiropractors specialized in pediatrics and pregnancy, I'm like, what? Like, I thought chiropractors were back pain and neck pain. I couldn't understand why. And as I was educated on um, the nervous system and, and the role in overall health and well-being and how chiropractic can help kids, that was a big part of it for me. And then, you know, from the lifestyle side, I just saw, you know, Early on in practice, I just saw kids dealing with so many different types of issues, autoimmune problems, um, psychological problems, like all these different things. And I noticed that something they had in common was their parents dealt with very similar types of issues, either currently as adults or when they were kids. And it's kind of like, you know, the apple doesn't fall, fall far from the tree where one of the kids' favorite games to play is follow the leader. And so if kids are going to want to play follow the leader, I want to encourage parents to be the leader they want the kids to follow. So I really just decided to mold myself into that wellness type practice, that chiropractor that really wanted to help our next generation and the generations to come. Um, some parents, they're just too far gone, you know, they're in their habits and everything. But if they could set a better example for their kids, their kids don't have to suffer with the same issues that their parents are currently dealing with. I have to tell you, I've had a, a few chiropractors on um, the last little while on the show. We seem to flow, like as with life, you know, ebb and flow into different spaces. But uh, the ethos of the chiropractic practices really is is something that I have really learned and come to admire. The variability of where you can specialize, I think, is wonderful. And I think the fact that chiropractors are now um getting that space in the health in the health sphere that they deserve is great and you know i don't often hear chiropractors aimed at kids so are you working you know you've said you want to educate the parents but are you educating the parents and working on the kids or are you working on the parents who then work on the kids how does it go you know it depends well currently i'm not practicing um but for the 25 years that i did practice it depended uh when I, one of the things I always started my consultations with was education. And so when I educate the parents, so let's say a parent comes in because they were referred to somebody, whether they had a symptom they wanted to overcome or not, I would talk about the nervous system and the nervous system's role in overall health and well-being. And I would ask the question, so who on this planet benefits from a fully functioning nervous system? And they're like, well, everyone does, obviously. I'm like, yeah. And then if I know that they have children or something like that, maybe they have a six-month-old at home or a 10-year-old, and I said, and does that include little Bobby? And they're like, yeah. And I said, well, has Bobby gotten a nervous system checked before by a chiropractor? And they're like, no. And they think, they say, well, that might be a good idea. So yeah, so that's a way of bringing from the parents to the kids. There were also situations, of course, when the kid would have an ear infection, allergy, ADD, ADHD, or gastrointestinal problem, whatever the issue was, and they heard chiropractic might be able to help them, they end up in my office. And so then I take care of the kids. And then I educate the parents and the parents end up becoming members of the practice as well. So for me, I was never a treatment oriented practice. We help people with all different types of problems. 
But I always say that the only thing I treated, and I'm doing air quotes, you folks can't see me, but the only thing I treated was what's called subluxation, which is interference to the nervous system caused by vertebrae that are not aligned properly. And so whether a kid had an ear infection or an adult had, you know, digestive problems or diabetes, I didn't treat the condition. I helped the person adapt better to its environment by releasing tension on the nervous system. And so that's why my practice was, you know, you never see me run an ad for headaches or back pain or neck pain. Yet, of course, those people came into my office because they were not living to their fullest. Do you find that doctors are now referring to chiropractors more? Because, uh, you know, honestly, 10, 15 years ago, why would anyone think of chiropractic work for an ear infection? Yeah, it is becoming more and more common. And, uh, you know, there, there are reasons back in the 70s and 80s, you know, the American Medical Association really did a hit job on on the chiropractic profession for whatever reason, whether it was ignorance of not understanding what we did truly feeling that we were dangerous or at least not beneficial. I mean, they lost in a huge class action lawsuit um, that they were trying to end our profession. So a lot of those professors and medical doctors from decades ago, they were just taught that chiropractors are either useless or harmful. Uh, But most of the doctors these days that, that are younger, maybe they're 20, 30, 40 years old, 50 years old, they all go to chiropractors themselves. And so they are referring people to chiropractors all the time. Uh, because they're not taught in the same way that they were taught that other doctors were taught previously. Um, so yeah, it's more and more common. And it's not that, you know, somebody should go to a chiropractor because they have an ear infection. They should have a chiropractor on their health and wellness team, regardless, hopefully avoiding ear infections. But if they do get an ear infection, certainly a chiropractic adjustment might be able to help rather than going with antibiotics or surgeries that often are either potentially harmful or unnecessary. There is a time and a place for all of that, but why not try something natural first, like the nerve system that controls the muscle that controls the inner ear pumping and the fluid going in and out. Like it's just common sense to me and to most chiropractors. And when we explain that to the medical community, they're like, well, that makes sense. And that's why they are starting to refer more and more now. Okay, so let's do uh, class 101 on the the impact. We've covered this a little bit in other shows, but I think it's relevant right now. What is the impact of the nervous system on overall health that would lead someone to say, I need a chiropractic uh, a practitioner on board? Yeah, that's great. So the nervous system... You know, that's, that's your brain, your spinal cord, then the nerves that come off the spinal cord that go to every organ, muscle, gland, tissue, cell in the body. The nervous system controls everything. Every sound you hear, every rose you smell, um, every sensation that you feel, every action that you take is processed through the nervous system. We live our lives through our nervous system. Like I said, every organ, every muscle, every gland, every tissue, every cell in the body knows exactly what to do when to do it and how to do it because the brain tells itself. And that in control, that can, that includes the reproductive system, digestive system, respiratory system, and of course the immune system. Every single system in the body is under direct control of the nervous system. So when the nervous system is not functioning at its highest level, regardless of what the cause is, the body will function with dis-ease, which eventually leads to dis-ease. If one of the things that is causing the nervous system not function right is stress on the nerves, like what we call in chiropractic a subluxation, which simply put is essentially, you know, misaligned vertebrae that are irritating the nervous system, not allowing optimal communication between the brain and the body, 
then a good solution to that problem might be getting the nervous system to work better by realigning the spine, right? Not taking a medication or doing a therapy that is not going to actually get to the cause of the problem. So when would somebody seek chiropractic care when something is going on is kind of dependent on when the person realizes that they have an issue and what they understand about chiropractic. Because as far as I'm concerned, we should always start naturally first if it's not a life-threatening situation. So whether it's, you know, get checked by a chiropractor, a naturopathic doctor, you know, an acupuncturist, massage, I mean, whatever the problem is, try to do something natural first. And I've always been a proponent to everyone having a chiropractor on the healthcare team. So when I was practicing for those 25 years and I took care of all these kids, if a kid had a sniffle or anything going on, I was typically the first one that the parents called. They'd come in, I would look and say, well, let's see if the nervous system is is being irritated by subluxation. And if it was, I'd make an adjustment or two or three. The body would then begin to regulate, get back to homeostasis, you know, getting back to balance and no drugs or surgery would need it. And then in some rare cases, they needed something more, or in some cases, it was not related to the nervous system being irritated by a subluxation. And that's where maybe they need nutritional help or exercise or, or God forbid, medical or surgery. I mean, that was certainly the exception over the norm. Most of the people that I saw over the years did not need, you know, medical treatments all the time. It was much, much more rare because of the fact that when you're under regular chiropractic care, for example, by a chiropractor that knows what they're doing, you know, their immune system is going to function at a higher level. So you're going to have less propensity towards illness and dis-ease. This is, this can be in line with a preventative um, path to health, no? Oh, 100%. And I even go beyond preventative. You know, one of the things I wrote about in my book was the difference between, you know, you've got crisis care, which is our current medical system, our health, the, the, what we call healthcare is really sick care, right? Mm-hmm. So that's disease, you know, we, we're dealing with a, a problem now, right? Then you've got prevention, which is avoiding bad things from happening. And absolutely, chiropractic and other wellness types of services fall into prevention. But I talk about a tier that is way beyond prevention, and that is being proactive, mm-hmm. um, or what we call salutogenic. So salute means health, and genesis, you know, genetic is the genet is the creation of. So what actually creates health? So beyond preventing dis-ease, how about doing something to promote health and wellness? So the analogy that I would use is let's say you're training for a marathon, right? You twist your ankle while you're training. Now you're in crisis care. You're, you're it's already too late. You can't prevent anything from happening, right? You're mm-hmm. done. You got to fix that ankle. Now let's do prevention. So before you do your training, maybe you do your stretches and you do some warm-ups and what have you. So you could try to prevent the ankle from getting injured. And then you go into the salutogenic model, the wellness promotion model. And you say, well, not only do I want to stretch and do these things, but I want to make sure I eat right. Everything's aligned properly. My brain and body are communicating optimally. So not only will I prevent the bad thing from happening, but let me give myself and my body the best chance to win the race. And so prevention is just one piece, but there's really nothing better as far as I'm concerned than salutogenesis. And they do get merged together in many ways, but there is a different concept because I don't think about the things that I do or the way that I'm raising my seven-year-old to prevent bad things from happening. I want to encourage good things to happen for him so he can win the race of life. 
So under this umbrella, you know, there is a health crisis going on. We And I think the the health crisis is the genesis of all these wonderful new paths, salutogenics, prevention. Can you tie it to a specific one, two, three threads that you think are keys to our unhealthy society? Yes. So, I mean, there's so much out there, but if I were to really narrow it down for one, you know, we're just not educated that well um, as, you know, there's nobody, our system is not created for people to build health and wellness. It's mm-hmm. created to treat disease and it's a big moneymaker. So without getting political um, or conspiracy theory, it's like, there's very little money in prevention and wellness promotion. It's mm-hmm. just the way it is. You know, who's electing, you know, how are legislators getting elected is big money, lobby money, pharmaceutical companies, you know, uh, agriculture, you know, that is like all genetically modified and everything else. There's a big money that are, you know, getting these legislators in there into office. So there's very little motivation. You know, our, our country is created with a whole bunch of perverse incentives. There's very little motivation for actually having a healthy society um, from a legislator's point of view if they want to get elected. Now, there are not all legislators are nefarious and some of them are not even knowing, you know, um, but in general, that's the way our system is built. So, you know, you just think about, you know, with the COVID pandemic, right? What did they do when all that happened? They shut down the gyms. They shut down the mom and pop restaurants. You know, the health clubs were shut down. Stay inside. Don't go outside. So they basically limited people's ability to exercise, to eat healthy, natural food, to go to massage therapists, acupuncturists. Fortunately, chiropractors were considered, you know, part of the essential, you know, structure uh, where they stayed open. But all these other health and wellness providers were shut down. And then what did they do? They created the vaccine and incentivized them that we're going to give you free donuts when you get your vaccine. What? I mean, come on. We know that the comorbidities is what, you know, contributed to the majority of deaths and hospitalizations, yet you're giving people more, you know, chances to get diabetes and obesity and high cholesterol and everything. So this is what I'm talking about, that our society is built on perverse incentives. Mm-hmm. Now, if if you want me to get into what is the solution, you know, obviously it, it doesn't matter if it's a Democrat or Republican in the president or in Congress or whatever. That doesn't matter. And I don't think that, you know, a a Medicare for all is the answer either. There are values to it and, and disvalues to it. There are good things about it. It all comes down to education and incentivizing the right lifestyle that we want. And health insurance companies, they are the ones that save money when people live a healthy lifestyle. The problem is one of the reasons why they don't put as much money into wellness promotion, they do into prevention now more than they ever did, but prevention to them is a mammography, colonoscopy, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, not regular chiropractic or acupuncture or exercise as much. Um, but if they were incentivized more to wellness promotion, one of the problems is people change insurance companies now when they change the, the company or even the companies change insurance companies. So they're not as incentivized. So we need to figure out a way where insurance companies can actually benefit financially from people being healthier. Wouldn't that be a novel idea? And And that comes into educating people about what true health and wellness is. And that's the key, right? I mean, the key here is for people, you know, at the very basic level, people need to understand that their health is their responsibility. And when that is taken away from the doctors and it's put into your hands, doesn't mean we don't need doctors, doesn't mean we don't need all the specialists, 
But I, I think that this is a novel approach for some people that I am responsible for my health. I am going to seek out the people that resonate with me. And I think that is the primary level that we have to change. Because once you have that aspect in your head, then you're open to all the education like you're giving. 100%. I couldn't agree with you more. And I, I you know, look, there are people that I know that they just, they're not even thinking that they're making choices when they're choosing the food that they're eating or the sedentary mm-hmm. lifestyle. They're like, well, I have health insurance for it. You know, my doctor's going to cover it. They don't take that responsibility. And this is why, you know, what, over 60% of Americans are dealing with at least one chronic illness. I mean, it's it's sad what's happening. And that's ultimately what it comes down to is responsibility. It comes down to responsibility for an adult as an individual and responsibility to help their children, mm-hmm. you know, as I was talking about before, because children are going to follow what their parents do. If the parents are drinking alcohol all the time, if they're smoking cigarettes, if they're eating fast food, you know, that's what the kids are going to do also. Uh, So responsibility is what it comes down to ultimately. I I totally agree. Um, You know what? I think let's take a break here because I want to spend the next half of the show talking about your book and really leveling down into um, the principles that you adhere to and get into some of your favorite speaking gigs. So everyone, we're just going to take a a quick break and we will be right back. You are listening to The Health Hub here on Radio Maria Canada, a Catholic voice wherever you are. To contact us and be a part of the show, email thh at radiomaria.ca. We now continue with the program here once again is your host, Kathy Biasi. Welcome back to the Health Hub. We are talking with Dr. Brian Stenzer. Brian, let's start off with this, because I know that you're a sought-after speaker. What is your favorite thing, or maybe we'll do it this way, what are you most asked to speak about? Oh, that's, you know, that's funny because it's it's a really big mix because I do a lot of continuing education for the chiropractic and other health professions. Um, and then I do a lot of speaking for the general public. And that is my favorite um, is speaking to the general public because that's where you get a lot more aha moments. When I speak in front of, you know, other chiropractors, for example, it's kind of preaching to the choir usually if mm-hmm. they came from the same school of thought that I did. Um, but now more and more I'm getting opportunities to speak you know, in larger conferences and doing a lot of, you know, doing podcast interviews, webinars and summits uh, for the general public more more often than anything. So tell us about your book. It's called DREAM and it's an acronym for what? Yeah. So DREAM Wellness, the five keys to raising kids for a lifetime of physical and mental health. And so DREAM is an acronym for those five keys being diet, relaxation, exercise, being an adjustment and mental wellness. So I could delve into each of those five right now, or we could go somewhere else. No, let's dive into those because the relaxation piece is not really one that I see often in a health model. That's true. And neither is uh, the nervous system Mm -hmm. being an adjustment, I'm sure. So so diet is everything that goes into the body from the outside world to the inside world. It's everything you eat, drink, taste, touch, smell, feel, hear. All the movies you watch, all the people you speak to is just as much part of the diet as the food you consume. And people don't realize that, you know, there was an old computer term, gigo, garbage in, garbage out. Well, if you put garbage in through your eyes and your ears, what do you think you get out? Garbage. Mm-hmm. 
right? So we have to be very mindful of what we're consuming, not just the food or beverage, but also what we're hearing, you know, what we're seeing and all that. Um, relaxation is giving your body a chance to call time out, to reset, repair, regenerate, rejuvenate yourself. It's a state of refreshing tranquility where you really just get to reset, rebound. You know, there's a great story about, you know, the axe chopper, and I'm, I'm not going to go into the whole story right now. It's in the book. But basically, you know, you, you have, if you have two lumberjacks that are chopping down trees and one is just constantly chopping, 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 and the other one spends, spends less time chopping, but also spending a lot of time sharpening their sword, they're going to chop down more trees. And so we have to relax. So I know, Kathy, we don't hear that enough about why no. relaxing. So and what are we relaxing from? We're relaxing from life. <laughs> we're relaxing uh-huh. from our jobs. We're relaxing from raising our kids. We're relaxing from the news. We're relaxing from just all the stressors in our life. So we need to reset and set ourselves up. You know, one of the things people always ask me, you know, they, I'm a pretty energetic person. And they always ask me, like, how much coffee I drink? And I'm like, I don't drink coffee. I haven't had coffee in I don't know how many years. You know, maybe if I go to Italy or Greece, I'll have a little cup because it's the thing to do there in Europe. But I don't drink coffee. Like, how do you have all this energy? And I'm like, well, I live the the wellness lifestyle, the dream lifestyle, and I get my relaxation. And then they say, well, you don't even sleep that much because maybe I sleep six, seven hours a night at best. If I sleep more than seven hours, I drag. I average about six hours and people don't think it's enough. But I do my meditation. I do my prayer. I get in there. I make sure I get my relaxation. And then people are like, well, you're one of the busiest people that I know. How do you get time to do all these things? How do you have time to get acupuncture, to get adjusted, to get massages? And I say, well, if I didn't do those things, I wouldn't be able to do all the things that I do accomplish. I'm like, aha. Uh-huh. So it's like one of those cycles. So relaxation is very important. Uh And E for exercise, I define that as any activity that requires physical or mental exertion. So not only going to the gym or walking the dog and, you know, doing the physical things that gets your heart rate up, but also mental exercises, doing crossword puzzles, reading, stimulating books and magazines that make you think, you know, can help prevent memory loss and just keep your mind sharp. Very important. We're going to skip A for a second and we'll go to M. Mental wellness is connecting your inner purpose purpose and passion to your outer goals and tasks in all phases of life, being right with your self-esteem, self-worth, self-values, and so on and so forth. It's kind of that process of life where you're creating a lifestyle where when you wake up in the morning, instead of being like, oh, God, it's morning, like, oh, God, it's morning, you're actually excited about it, where if you stub your toe, which I did yesterday, and it's really swollen, I haven't been able to do cardio today, um, but if you stub your toe, you hold I'm sorry about that. That's <laughs> okay. It'll heal. Uh, but, you know, you stub your toe. It's not like my whole day is ruined, you know, cursing and screaming and being in a bad mood. You just move on because you have that armor on through your mental wellness. And what we teach is that when you have a strong lifestyle filled with the proper amounts of D, R, E, and M, you should stay in A, which is being an adjustment, which is being in balance mentally, physically, spiritually, and emotionally, and having optimal brain-body communication through the nervous system. And it ties back into what we were talking about earlier, that chiropractors in particular help the body adapt to stressors that allow your nervous system to function at a higher level. So obviously chiropractic care can help get you into adjustment, but the trick is living the lifestyle that keeps you in adjustment. So you don't need a chiropractic adjustment all the time. Hmm. And where do kids come into all this? So kids have nervous systems last time I checked, right? Mm -hmm. And they are big bodies that come out of small holes typically. 
um, whether it's typically <laughs> whether it's a traditional vaginal birth or it's a belly birth, you know, a C-section, it's still a bigger body out of a small hole. There's a lot of twisting and turning. And that's often where the first subluxation comes from. So, and then they start crawling, they're looking up, they're turning, they're falling, falling off bicycles. Um, ultimately, what comes down to why a kid would get adjusted is the same reason why an adult would get an adjustment. When we don't adapt to stressors, let's talk about that for a moment. We all, and, and, and the, to me, the cause of all, almost all diseases that are not genetic or congenital, you know, happen during birth or in your genes and stuff, the cause of pretty much all dis-ease processes is the inability to adapt to a stressor, whether it's a chemical, physical, or emotional stressor. So a chemical stressors might be pollution that we breathe in, drugs that we take, whether they're pushed or prescribed, might be a, a life-saving drug, but it's still a chemical stressor, right? Mm -hmm. uh, food that we eat that we might have an allergy to, or maybe it's genetically modified, has nasty ingredients, pesticides in it, and what have you. Those are chemical stressors. Then you've got emotional stressors. That could be stress, you know, school, um, you know, your homework, not passing a test. For an adult, it could be their job, their relationships, finances. We all have emotional stressors. Health is a big one. And then, of course, there's the physical stressors. That could be, you know, we talked about for kids, the birth process. That's a huge physical stressor. Falling off a bicycle, um, learning to walk, sitting in a chair unevenly. I mean, every fall. And then adults could be, you know, accidents, sports injuries, you name it. We all endure chemical, physical, and emotional stresses on a daily basis, whether you're an adult or a child. If you don't adapt to that chemical, physical, or emotional stressor, then it's very likely that your nervous system is going to not be balanced. Vertebrae might misalign and what have you. Your nervous system is not functioning as well as it can. And now you're out of adjustment. You're not adapting to chemical, physical, emotional stressors at the highest level. And you need to have that adjusted. So why would a kid go to a chiropractor? Same reason that an adult would. To get them checked or subluxation to make sure the nervous system is functioning at its highest level. And that that person adult or child has adapted to the chemical, physical, emotional stresses of their life. Do you see resistance um, in getting newborns into a chiropractic appointment still? Some, you know, it, it all comes down to how the chiropractor presents it. So if the chiropractor is saying every, every kid needs to be adjusted, why is your kid not adjusted? Well, you're going to get resistance. But if you say to the parent, you know that your kid, just like you, lives its life through the nervous system, right? And they're like, yeah. And you know that that newborn just, you know, had a lot of twists and turns, head turning in all different directions as they were born. Do you think it's possible, even a little bit, that maybe a vertebrae went out of alignment that could be creating tension in the nervous system? And they're like, yeah, I guess it could be possible. Well, would you like to have your kid checked? And it's a different conversation. Mm -hmm. uh, when you help them make that decision. Now, I will tell you, there are times in my practice that I've had to bring my New York attitude with me when I practiced in both New York and San Diego, um, where I remember that there was this one guy that I was taking care of for a while. Um, and he came in, he was very skeptical of chiropractic care in general, but he was coming in for back pain. He was referred by um, a, for another patient of mine, practice member. And he would tell me about his two kids one of them that had cerebral palsy through birth injury and the other one that was dealing with really bad colic um, and eczema. And I kept urging him to bring his kid in to get checked. 
And he was so reluctant. He was so non-believing, right? Like I'm showing him the science behind it. And so I see him for 12 visits and I do a re-exam on him. And I show him the difference in his scans because I do these really cool neurological scans, surface electromyography and um, thermography and heart rate variability. And I show him the results of how he's improved. And he feels tremendous results because I never really cared about how people felt in my practice because the nervous system is responsible for everything. And like five to 10% of the nerves in the body give information about pain. So that was another thing, but he was feeling better. And he was a big fan of chiropractic. And I asked him, I go, by the way, how are your kids doing? Oh, my daughter with the colic, they want to put her on steroids now and mm-hmm. all this other stuff. And I just looked at him and I go, Jeff, I said, either you don't believe a word that I'm saying or you don't love your daughter. Which one is it? And he just looked at me he, after pausing. He said, she'll be here tomorrow. And she was. And you know what? She never needed those steroids. And the son who had the cerebral palsy started to do so much better. Um, and the mother who had you know, acne as an adult cleared up. So their lives changed considerably. It was one of the be- one of the better Yelp reviews that I got. And it was great because they spelled it all out. So mm-hmm. it's just one of those things where sometimes I have to be more forceful because my passion is so strong on this. Um, but there is resistance, but not as much. It comes down to the presentation from the doctor and it comes down to the openness, you know, the, the open-mindedness of the parent. If people are trying to level through all this information that we're talking about now, is it fair to say, and please do correct me if I'm wrong, is it fair to say that our nervous system is the grand communicator? And if it is not working, nothing can function properly because the communication is lacking. Perfect summary. Okay. Because I think some people, you know, a lot of people, and, you know, I think I do it, we, we still do compartmentalize the body. Um, so it's, it's a stretch for some people to go, my baby has colic. They need an adjustment. My child has an ear infection. They need an adjustment. But if we could simplify it to this communication that is being worked on by a chiropractor is what's talking to the rest of the body. That's exactly it. Yeah. I mean, it comes down to, you know, if the body is not doing what it's supposed to do, Let's find out why and let's start with the nervous system because that's the information superhighway. Mm-hmm. It's, it, you know, I, I don't ever use the word sick at home because it's a negative word and it's a misleading word. You know, people think that somebody is sick if they have symptoms, if they have a fever, if they're coughing, if they're sneezing, you know, that's not sickness. Those are symptoms typically trying to bring the body back to balance and homeostasis. Sickness is when the body doesn't do what it's supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And so if the body isn't doing what it's supposed to do, why not check the nervous system first, the master controlling system? Check that first. Of course, we're not talking about life-threatening situations where you might need a hospital. But for healthcare, this is what we should be looking at. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I have a, a whole new level of respect after interviewing. Um, I think you're my third chiropractor in the last little bit. Uh, it's opened my eyes, completely opened my eyes. I wish I had have known more when I my kids were young. But, I, you know, I tell my kids now who are athletic um, you know, it's, it might be wise to consider. So I, I do, I have, I didn't really fully appreciate. And that's why I think by you explaining this, hopefully people will, will start to, at the very least, you know, search out more information. So you're not practicing now. What is keeping your time busy? <laughs> so I currently started to work with a company called Know We Well, 
Um, I'm VP of operations for that organization. And it's an online hub and they connect holistically oriented health experts and practitioners along with those in safe and sustainable agriculture with individuals and families who want to learn, heal, and stay well. And they also provide business services and technology for practitioners and organizations to help them grow, scale, and enhance their offerings. Um, but for the general public, uh, it's it's an opportunity for these individuals and parents to, you know, access online courses, webinars. Um, there's a community where they can, you know, talk to either healthcare providers who are experts in certain um, genres, certain themes and practice, or other parents uh, or other individuals who are dealing with a certain problem. So, you know, we've got hundreds of online courses and webcasts. We have over 200 communities that are uncensored, by the way. So, you know, it's kind of like your Facebook type of communities, but you don't have to worry about people mining your data and selling data. So there is a fee to be in the hub. I mean, it's as little as $59 a year, you know, or $359 for a lifetime, where when you're a member, you can access all the courses that are coming up, the webinar series, um, and the past events as well. And nobody is mining your data. We're not selling data to anybody. So it's a small price to pay for having peace of mind. You're not being censored and you're not being advertised to by anyone outside of this hub that they have. So it's truly an amazing um, program. I never, you know, it's funny because I I, I had not functioned working for a company um, in over 25 years because I've always been an entrepreneur, but now I get to be an entrepreneur. I get to bring a lot of these, you know, ideas that I have to this organization that is so purpose-driven, so mission aligned, you know, the creator of the company, she herself, you know, dealt with health issues in herself and her family. And she went through natural health care through, chiropractors, medical doctors, osteopathic doctors, naturopathic doctors that do functional medicine, not just doing drugs and surgery. Her life was changed. And this is her, you know, give back to the world. And I, I've never met somebody outside of healthcare. Her background is a CPA. I've never met somebody outside of healthcare to be so mission aligned. Um, and that's why I joined this organization, this company to help run it and take it to the next level. And it is truly remarkable. Is it an international offering? It is. Yeah. They're all over. In fact, in fact, that's a, it's a great question that you asked because their courses and everything, um, it's all based on the global, the world, you know, economic. So, so we have like a lot of people in India, for example. So where somebody might buy a course that would be a hundred dollars to people in India, it might be $10. Mm-hmm. So everything is price adjusted based on where in the world they are. Oh, that's interesting. And you have some courses coming up personally, or is it through Well? It's all through Noe Well, you know, helping run them. We've got in May, I know some of your listeners might get to this in May and some in June. We have an incredible wellness, um, women's wellness series as May is um, women's month. Um, and then in June, we have a men's health series and we have medical doctors, osteopathic doctors, doctors, chiropractic, naturopathic doctors, optometrists, PhDs. We are going to have like the fitness and parenting expert, Ben Greenfield, uh, part of it. We have Chris Smith. And so whenever somebody joins Know We Well for even the $59, they get access to it. So if they join in July, like let's say they hear this podcast in July or say they hear it in 2025, they could still access that old content. It's available to them. Um, and it's free as a, as a member for $59 and they have lifetime access to it so long as that they're a member. 
Uh, the website for that is uh, is just .com, knowwewell.com. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to put that in the notes. Mm-hmm. Um, wonderful. Uh, so everybody, do take advantage of this. Take a look. Is there is there um, you know a landing page that's really descriptive that people can take a look at to see if they're their type of thing? There is. Absolutely. I could put those for you to put them in the show note for the men's event and the, and the women's event. Perfect. We'll do that. It has been just a wonderful conversation. Thank you so much, Brian, for joining us. Thank you so much for having me, Kathy. And more importantly, thank you for doing this. The world needs to hear this, these messages. And so I'm very grateful for people like you creating these platforms that will help change the face of health and wellness. Well, thank you very much. And just one last thing, we can get your book at dreamwellnessbook.com, correct? Yep, or Amazon, wherever books are sold. Okay, wonderful. Well, a real pleasure, everybody. We will talk to you next week on The Health Hub. have been listening to The Health Hub, hosted by Kathy Biasi, here on Radio Maria Canada.